Hello, and welcome back to Keep Rolling, the tabletop RPG podcast for the casual gamer. My name is Santi. I am a tabletop fan, podcast host, and all around real human being. Uh, thank you so much for joining me once again on the show. Uh, I hope everyone's doing all right out there. I uh, hope you had a good week. Mine wasn't too bad, personally. Uh, I'm starting a new job soon, so had my final week at my job and or at, at my current job and, you know, kind of finished up some stuff. Um, didn't actually have any sessions this week of, of uh, role-playing games, which is unfortunate, but hopefully this coming week we'll have a couple in there. I usually have them two times a week, um, so hopefully at least once this week I'll I'll get in some some role playing. My cat has decided to join the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, with um with all of that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the show. And today I wanted to talk about something that is uh unusual for the show, which is that I I, I kind of want to talk about something that's um been more in the discussion lately in the actual role playing community. It's sort of not really news, but sort of a, a, a current discussion and that is the idea of accessibility um in a game like Dungeons and Dragons specifically talking about things um like wheelchairs like wheelchairs within the uh the context of Dungeons and Dragons you know the idea that you could have a character who is wheelchair bound or or um possibly differently abled in so, in some other way um, and normally I, I, I try not, I try to steer clear of, um, current events and, and things like that. But given that this was a topic within, uh, the D and D sort of tabletop space, I, I thought I'd talk about it because I think it's an interesting discussion to have. Um, and I think specifically the issue seems to be with certain people. And I'd, I'd like to be clear. I feel like the majority of people seem to be okay with the idea of differently abled characters, but also, you know, including things that, that would make people feel more like their their player characters are a reflection of their uh, real selves, you know? So if there is somebody who is, uh, you know, uses a wheelchair and they want their player character to use a wheelchair, I feel like the majority of people who play Dungeons and Dragons or, or tabletop games are totally okay with that with that idea. I, I think, but I think the issue is is that there there's a a, a collection of people, a, a small collection of people who have a variety of arguments, and I kind of wanted to just talk about them and kind of talk about where they're coming from, maybe, and then also kind of refuting what I think are some of the sillier arguments. Um, and I think the the number one sort of silly argument, and I think this is a very very small uh, collection of people who feel this way, but. There, there's a, a a group of people out there who feel that the tabletop space, as it's gotten a little bit more popular in the last year, you know, Dungeons and Dragons especially, that these things have gone a little bit mainstream, and in doing so have become quote-unquote PC, right? PC, if you don't know, basically just stands for politically correct. And I feel like there is a... a collection of people who think oh you know D D didn't used to be this way we could do whatever we want and didn't have to be so pc right and i think that you know p political political leanings aside i think that that's a silly reason to not like this idea because i think what it comes down to um at the end of the day is that however you run your table um however you run your 
your tabletop game, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, whatever the official standing is, you know, if, if Wizards of the Coast comes out and is like, you know, wheelchairs are canon in the Dungeons & Dragons universe, it doesn't really affect you, right? Because if you don't want that in your game, you don't have to have it, right? I, th I think you should, because I think it's just a good thing to have in your game to make your players feel more accepted. But, you know, if you really don't want it in there, you don't have to have it in there, right? It's all made up. None of this is real. <laughs> you know, dragons don't exist in the real world. So if you if you don't want, you know, that to be included in your game, there's no one stopping you, right? There's There's no political correcting of your own personal game, right? Like maybe, you know, maybe the the source material is being modified to keep up with modern values and sort of modern um, political, you know, viewpoints or political standings. But I don't think there's anyone out there who's going to come to your house and beat you up if, you know, you don't want wheelchairs in your, your Dungeons & Dragons game. Which, you know, again, no... no 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 one is stopping you from from keeping those things out of your game or putting things into your game right like if you if you specifically you know want to have certain things in your game that aren't canon you can do that too there's no one stopping you i mean it you know the people are gonna have disagreements about these things and especially people who who uh, people whose job it is to make these source materials and to make these um you know source books and stuff like that it is it it is their role to provide, you know, the, the average player with the tools to play the game, right? And play the game in the way that they see fit. But at the end of the day, you can make up whatever you want. You know, there's no one no one stopping you from doing that. So that's, I think that that is easily the smallest part of people as people who feel, oh, you know, it's getting too PC over here in, in Dungeons and Dragons world. I, I don't think it is. Um, I, I think that that's a silly argument. And I, I, I really don't think that there's a lot of people who, who feel that way. The second argument that I, I have seen a lot, and I again, I, I'm not sure how many people are actually making this argument, but um, I think it's it's an interesting thing to talk about and refute, even if you know there's not a lot of people actually making this argument. But it's the idea that if you include things like wheelchair access, right, into your Dungeons & Dragons game, or even something further, you know, the idea of differently abled people, maybe somebody with, um, you know, who is, who is neurologically divergent or, you know, something like that. Maybe you have a character who's autistic or something. Um, people, you know, say, well, that's not believable, right? Like that, that wouldn't exist in this world. There's no, there were no wheelchairs in the middle ages. Like that's not believable. And I think to the average person, this argument seems a little bit more, um, plausible and there are certain I think there are certain cases where I understand where people are coming from you know if you're playing something that isn't Dungeons and Dragons like let's say you're playing you know a, a tabletop game that's a little bit more grounded in um, actual you know medieval uh, European history right like if you're playing I don't have any examples off the top of my head but you think of something like the video game Mordhau right which is supposed to be based in like this is how medieval people fought right you had these big you know clunky sets of armor and everything's terrible and miserable and whatever in that instance i guess you know technically yeah there there weren't things like wheelchairs for for everyone i'm sure that there are some you could go back and and look through history and find instances of things like that but yeah i mean technically no people didn't really you know have those sorts of things there weren't things like elevators you know i mean it, there were medieval equivalents of it 
But I think if you're talking about general tabletop games, which tend to take place in sort of a fantasy setting, a high fantasy or even low fantasy setting, I think believability is kind of a silly thing to bring up, especially in a world where things like, I mean, the, the, the game is called Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I don't think too many <laughs> too many people are, are overly concerned with the believability of a world where dragons exist and where, you know, gods walk amongst people and your average character is, you know, the color blue. I, I don't think anyone is really overly concerned with, oh, you know, it's not believable that wheelchairs or elevators would exist. What is this? You know, is a PC gone mad? Um, no, I mean, it, it's all made up. Um, like I was saying before, you know, if you if you don't like it, just take it out of your game. But if you, if, you know, if you're somebody who wants to have that be canon in your world, absolutely. I mean, I think at the end of the day, all it really does is make your world more interesting, right? More diverse characters makes for more interesting stories. And I think that goes for um, accessibility in, in all of its forms, right? Like, there's something to be said for having characters who are different than your average sort of fantasy hero. And there's an argument to be made that those those characters actually make for more interesting stories. I mean, you think about you think about some of the most interesting kind of characters in... Um, in fiction, right? You think about characters who maybe have, you know, th- it, 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 this isn't fantasy specific, but you think about a character like Daredevil, right? The, the Marvel superhero. Daredevil would be half as interesting as he is if he wasn't blind, right? Like he's a, he's a, a, a character who is differently abled. He's blind and yet he, he still manages to be one of the, the best fighters in the Marvel universe, right? And he would be half as interesting if he didn't have that, that thing about him that that made him that much more interesting as a character so if you think about you know in the world of dungeons and dragons let's say you have a character who is you know uh, somebody who um you know is in a wheelchair and you know they have to learn to navigate the world being somebody who is in a wheelchair right and that that makes her a more interesting character and they don't have to be defined by that they're not you know Oh, I, I'm on a quest to find the cure for my 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 paralysis in my legs, right? They don't. Their character isn't necessarily going to be that, right? Because I don't think, you know, I think that's that's subconsciously some of the issues people have is they don't want. I think especially if you are differently abled, you don't want your character to just be a caricature of you know somebody who has this this. Um, thing about them, right? Like if you're somebody who's in a wheelchair, you don't want your character their only trait to be, you know, the fact that they're in a wheelchair. But I think that you can do something with that that makes it much more interesting, right? So if you think about, okay, you know, my character's in a wheelchair, but they're also, you know, they want to be a fighter, right? So how does somebody who's in a wheelchair adapt themselves to fighting in a wheelchair? Maybe they've got weapons built into the chair. Maybe they've got, you know, they've learned to work with, with incredibly, you know, long sort of mobile weapons and and you know maybe they they're really good with a crossbow because they've you know learned whatever and maybe instead of riding a horse they've learned to you know strap themselves to a horse and make themselves sort of like a mobile war machine or so there's nothing you know wrong with taking an aspect of a character and and molding sort of 
the world around them or even molding the character to that world. So I think this idea that, that oh, this is going to, you know, really stretch my <laughs> my believability of Dungeons and Dragons. I think that's kind of silly, right? Like there's there's nothing wrong with with bending your world a little bit to fit in somebody just to just to make themselves, you know, feel more comfortable in their character skin because at the end of the day that's what we want is for everyone to have fun, right? And I think at the end of the day, the reason people are striving for greater you know accessibility in media greater representation in media is it feels good to see yourself reflected in the the things you you're most passionate about right and you know it's really important especially in something like dungeons and dragons which is super immersive you know you want somebody to feel like their experience is being reflected in the fantasy that they're choosing to partake in, right? They're, the escapism that they're choosing to partake in, you know? Somebody, and, and maybe somebody who's differently able doesn't even want to, you know, uh, you know, I, I live my whole life in a wheelchair. I'd like to play a character who isn't in a wheelchair. Oh, okay, great, you know, you can do that. But, you know, somebody who who wants to see themselves reflected in their character, they should be allowed to do that, right? Because at the end of the day, all we're all trying to do is just have fun and escape a little bit from the real world and feel, you know, empowered by that. You know, that there's this push for representation because people want to feel empowered, you know. It's been shown time and time again that that people who see themselves reflected either on screen or in, you know, books or in graphic novels, comic books, whatever, they tend to strive for greater things than they would have had they not had those those influences, right? We've seen it time and time again uh, again to go back to comic books, you know, you think about the idea of Miles Morales, right? He's the first African-American Spider-Man. And you see these stories pop up over and over again where, you know, little little boys and little girls are like, oh my God, I didn't know there was a Spider-Man that looked like me. Like my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. And now I get to see one that looks just like me on screen, right? Like imagine that. Like imagine if you had never seen yourself reflected in your favorite piece of media. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there's a character who looks just like me or you know, moves just like me or thinks just like me. And that's why it's important for this stuff. You know, it's got nothing to do with, you know, people are trying to push this narrative on you or they're trying to get their, you know, government's trying to get their fingers in your D&D game. It's, it's about the fact that people just want to feel like a part of themselves is being reflected in, in this thing that they love, you know, the, the thing about Dungeons and Dragons and especially, you know, all role-playing games is that I say that, you know, this podcast is for the casual gamer, but it's very hard to be casual about this kind of stuff because it, it re requires so much love, so much, you know, involvement. And people get really passionate about these things, right? I, I have friends who, you know, they they write 20 pages about their player character, you know, 20 pages of backstory, right? They're writing, you know, college-level papers <laughs> about their, their character that they've made up, right? And it would feel real shitty if, you know, you had written this whole character and you went to the table and you were like, I, I've got this great idea for this character. You know, they're they're in a wheelchair just like me or, you know, they're autistic just like me or they're, you know, what blind just like me. And your DM said, no, no, that's not believable. That's not in the game, right? Like, that's not canon. You'd feel real shitty afterward, man. Like, people should be allowed to to express themselves, express their their experience of the world in whatever way that they see fit. 
And there's so many fun ways to do it, right? Even even in a le- to a lesser example, I, I saw this Tumblr post the other day, and it was uh, it wasn't on Tumblr. I think it was a screenshot on Instagram or something. But you know, it was this idea of how how would people who are multilingual exist in you know Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like, what if you speak common, but then you also speak Abyssal? And it was this great example of you know somebody saying, "Oh, I, I don't remember the word for that," and then they just erupt into demonic screaming. <laughs> and you know i think there are fun examples like that where if you are really struggling with this idea oh, i just don't think it's believable adapt it to the world like that's the whole point of what we're doing i think if you're if you're really just stuck on this idea of oh it's it's you know it's not believable man do the thing that we're all supposed to be doing right now and use your imagination <laughs> imagine a world where that exists you know it because none of it None of it is being held from you. No, nothing is being, you know, restricted. You are free to do whatever you want in this world. And we're all, we should all be free to express ourselves in, in the best way that we see fit. So that's all I have to say about that. I, I really loved seeing so many people uh, respond in similar ways to the ways I just did, you know, with great passion and sort of um, feeling very strongly that, yeah, man, let, let's keep pushing this medium forward. Like, let's keep pushing for people to feel represented and to feel good about themselves when they play a tabletop game. So that's all I have to say about that. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this podcast, feel free to subscribe, leave a nice review. Five stars really helps out the show. If you would like to f- message the show you can do so at keep podcast at gmail.com again that is keep rolling r-o-l-l-i-n podcast at gmail.com you can find me on twitter at podcast rolling on twitter again that is at podcast rolling um or you can just tune back in here next monday uh and i will have a brand new episode for you but until then Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys next time.